So sons of God clearly refers to angelic creatures, okay, in those. And the translators of the Septuagint, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, okay, the one that Moses, those were the one that Moses always read, okay, um, translated sons of God as angels. They clearly thought it referred to angelic beings, not people descended from Seth. Clearly, angelic beings. Now, do you guys know where Jude is located? Yeah. Not hey Jude, you know. <laughs> Everybody knows the Beatles. Okay, Jude, at the end. Good, okay. Emmy, you look up Jude 6 for me. Now, there's no verse because there's only one chapter in Jude. Is that great? So it's just Jude 6, right? So it's very easy. Okay? So it's Jude Revelation. Correct? Yes, Jude Revelation. All right? So if you want to turn to it, it's Jude. Read Jude 6. And the angels who did not keep Read it again. There's Sodom and Gomorrah for you. Okay. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day at Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example celebrating the vengeance of eternal Therein is your answer, all right? So Jude 6 tells us of the angels who did not keep their proper domain and left their own habitation or left their abode, okay? And then Jude 7 goes on to tell us that they sinned in a similar manner to those giving themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh. Strange flesh, okay? Sons of God, strange flesh, okay? Uh, here in Genesis 6, as in Sodom and Gomorrah, okay, there was an unnatural sexual union. That's what we're talking about. It's an unnatural sexual union. Uh, the sons of God and the daughters of men. Yes, Emmy. So they, these demons turn into people? Yeah, that's what my question is. Uh, well, they're, they're, they are demon-possessed angels that if they're living here here on earth they easily can have a body turn into a body absolutely and have sexual union or or they cannot in other words they can no matter what they can because of who they are okay so it's 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 useless to speculate on the nature of this union Okay, it's useless to do that. Okay, because what we're doing is we're going outside the realm of Scripture, interpreting Scripture, okay? Whether it was brought on by something like demon possession, okay, in, in, in people, okay? Or whether angels have, have, have a power permanently to assume the form of men, it's not revealed. So it's a great question, but it's not revealed. It's one of those, like Joyce Meyer says, you just put on your God shelf. And you just say, okay, there it is. And there it will stay until I see you face to face. Unless, you know, you want to reveal it more and more to me. Okay? Because there it is. And so it doesn't matter. It just matters, you know, how it happened. It matters that that's what happened. Okay? That that's what happened. That's why there could be sin all the time. That's why they could think evil all the time. Because they were taken over. 
they were taken over, okay? And so, as we understand this, as we look at this, you know, we should understand that the occult, you know what the occult is, right? Okay? That is filled with sexual associations with the demonic. You know that. Okay? It happens all the time, you guys. Don't ever, 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 ever open up your mind to the occult. There is a spirit world. Right? The Holy Spirit lives in us as long as you're a believer. And I'm telling you, outside of that, there are principalities, there are all kinds of spiritual warfare. Thankfully, that we just read, Jesus is in authority over. Okay, but if you give yourself over to that, then those spirits are amongst you. And, and they can, by legions of spirits, can be in you. So you have to be very careful. Do not go um, and do a crazy eight ball. Do not do a Ouija board. Do not do anything at all that summons spirits because spirits are around us other than the one spirit, the Holy Spirit, who he is in me is greater than he that's in all the world. But that means you continually need to give yourself over. need to give yourself over. You need to give yourself... You never go to psychics. You never go to palm readers. You never go to anything like that. In fact, whenever you drive by them, you pray for them. You absolutely, there's one in Lake Geneva, I speak in Lake Geneva a lot, and there's one in Lake Geneva, I just put my hand out, I'm like, Lord, you bring her to you, you know that that is, is from Satan and from the, you know, the de- demons, Lord God, you allow her to escape from that through you, because do not ever, ever associate yourself with that, because it's giving yourself over. Matter and a hatter. They know their time is short, Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You guys, do not go to that spirit world. I don't care if it makes it look pretty. That's what Satan does. Oh, just this once isn't going to hurt. Come on. This is just pretend. Come on. Everybody knows it's just pretend. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. That's the way he is the father of deceit. That's the way he deceives you. And he says, come on. Just come on. That is how they reel you in. That's how, hi, sweet. That's how they reel you in that way. That's why the spirit world is alive and well. Now, the spirit world cannot be omniscient, cannot be omnipresent, okay? But it goes, you know, to and fro, they know, okay? And so from the spirit world. So that's how they reel you in. Now, what you do is you pray against that, okay? Because the Holy Spirit that lives in you, then you pray against that. Because he that is in me is greater than he that's in the world. So you pray. Oh, you pray. Absolutely. You pray against that. You pray, pray in Jesus' name. You pray that, you know, um, she will not be um, attracted to that. That there will be, you know, it will, it will be a, not a curse, but you pray a blessing over it. In other words, you continue to pray against that in the name of Jesus. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If, if you try to show her in the the word of God, she's on a different playing field. She's not going to see it. She's going to take it as a personal attack. You may share. You can, you know, you can go into the Garden of Reading and they have some great, great books on, on just very simple about, um, you know, the occult and it's about and versus, versus the word of God. I mean, there are excellent. I don't know where she stands with Jesus, but, you know, in that area, they, you can study that yourself even to be able to share uh, with her. But don't be dismayed. Okay, don't be dismayed. Because he's overcome the world. And so you continue to pray uh, to that end. Just, okay, think about what happened when, um, when Moses was... Uh, when the magicians and the wizards and all those guys were doing their little tricks with the with the snakes, remember that? Remember that? Okay, remember blood, water, all that kind of stuff. Okay, all that stuff's going on. Okay, and they're like, whoa, 
yeah. <laughs> look at my thing, right? And the wizards and like, we look at there, look at there. You try it, you try it, you try it, right? Whack, whomp, eat them all up. Oh, yeah, he that's in me is greater. In other words, they have quote unquote power, but they don't have the power. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, just praying for her salvation because it's Christ who's going to speak to her through that. Yes. All that bad stuff. And I, if someone would told me that's wrong, I'd be like, whatever. But once I came to know Christ, and he, then he showed me how evil it is and what it really was. So I think you just have to just keep praying for that too. You know, just just knowing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't fret. You keep praying. You keep praying. Uh, who, Dad, did you ever end up? Oh, oh, the, you guys, the whole spirit world is being totally revealed uh, on TV. I mean, I, it, it's all that kind of stuff. The ghost hunters, the, the mind, the psychic stuff, the other, it, it's, it's aliens. It, it's, it's just absolutely being revealed, which, as Margie just said, on the other hand, as in the days of Noah, so will it be what? Before the Lord comes back. So who's not excited about that? Right? Who's not excited about that? Okay? Amen. Amen. Right in BSL. Whoop. There we are. We're like, hey, yeah. Absolutely. Right? I mean, that's who he is. And you guys, this isn't to be feared. We are just to walk through this because of 1 John 4, 4. Okay? We can walk through this in the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And so... And so I, I bring it up because of the occult. We understand that the occult is filled with that kind of sexual associations with the demonic, okay? And there are those who actively pursue that, you know, those associations today, this very day, okay? And so in Jude 6, what Emmy read, it makes it very clear what God did with these wicked angels, Okay. So were they the same wicked angels in Sodom and Gomorrah? I mean, was it the same? They were cousins. <laughs> <laughs> they were cousins. There's a timeline here. It was good, Mary. Cousins of the most wicked. <laughs> so, so they were reserved. Okay, in in verse six or of Jude, right? Reserved in everlasting chains under darkness from the judgment of the great day. Okay? So for not keeping, by not keeping their proper place, they're now kept in what? Chains. They're now kept in chains. Okay? Their sinful pursuit of freedom, listen to me carefully, their sinful pursuit of freedom put them in bondage. That's what happens to us. If we turn and sideline, just to skew a bit. Sinful pursuit of freedom. Oh, just this once, this is great. I'll look at that. I'll do this. I'll do this. Just grabs you, grabs you, grabs you. Guess what? The second you start doing that, okay, that's going to keep you in bondage. That's going to keep you in bondage. Just like, just like these demonic angels. One of the things our mom used to do when I, I used to think when I was young that oh, that's silly, but I do it myself a lot. Um, all of this kind of stuff needs to be covered in the blood of Jesus. That's right. And um, mom used to say, "Pray the blood, pray the blood." Yep. And I used to say, mom, pray, pray the blood. 
and and yet I did it, and it worked, and I do it now, and that's what you do for your daughter, for your friends, or for your, your kids. Every day, pray the blood of Jesus, surround and protect them, yep. because Satan can't penetrate the blood. No. And, you know, when you think about, I mean, if this stuff is so real here, I was just at a convention in Kansas City, um, wonderful women, wonderful, wonderful women, Psalm 91. Read all that, babe. Thank you, angels. Right? Boy, I saw angels. I was uh, walking our our dogs in, and uh, I saw uh, just the other day, and um, and I was on a corner that that uh, was not uh, didn't have stop signs. What is it called? Unmarked or whatever kind of thing. And these kids, probably eight, nine, ten years old, were coming zooming down. And I mentioned this, they were zooming down from the hill. And and there was a huge, big, not a Mack truck, but one of those great big, sort of like, you know, Dodge big Ram, you know, all souped up kind of trucks. And he was going by. And it's a very, you know, little neighborhoody kind of, it's not like it's a big area. And this one kid went right smack dab in front of that truck. I mean, inches, that truck missed him by inches. The other two... The other two stopped, and that kid, I'm, the, the guy, you know, steered this way, put his horn on and everything, and the kid went through, and the other two were just like, oh, kind of thing, and we're, and I'm standing over here with the dogs in the grass because they had just done their job, and I'm like, and I'm like, Lord, those are your angels. I'm telling you, that was absolutely the angel holding that back. It was absolutely a miracle. Don't think for a second that's a coincidence. That's absolutely an angel. So, you know, I'm, I'm sharing with the kid. I said, whoa, angels protected you there. Be careful. They might not next time. <laughs> you know, I said, absolutely. I mean, and to see how that happened. I mean, the good angels, the angels, right, that he sends, right, are all over us. Now, we do not each have a guardian angel. That is um, a, a fallacy. We have lots of angels that just come and go by his bidding because they're his messengers. But there isn't like an angel up in heaven that's, Margo, go now. <laughs> All the Margos in the world, you'll go see, right? Okay, I have a better chance around a lot of Margos in the world. Okay, so, um, but no, we, there are angels, okay? And they come and go at his bidding, right? And so they are his wonderful heavenly messengers. I'm talking about, thanks Mary, about, about the, the fallen angels, the bad angels that went with Lucifer, okay? With that, so. Some good angels... 
Himself humanly too. It says in the word absolutely. It says in the word of God. Yes, you will, you can entertain angels unaware. Absolutely. I mean, look at how they were. You know, they were men that, that came up and said, "Hey, how are you?" <laughs> they all had to go to angel school. Remember, because the first words were, "Don't be afraid." <laughs> I'm alright. You know, everybody's like, "Oh." You know, don't be afraid. They all had to do the angel school. Don't be afraid first, right? That's how you meet the humans. You tell them, don't be afraid. Because they're going to freak out. They're going to freak out when they see you, Gabriel. They're going to freak out when they see you. So the first words out of your mouth is, don't be afraid. Why is that? I think I'm a beautiful angel. Well, they won't. <laughs> they're going to freak out. They're going to freak out at you, right? It's like, don't be afraid. Hebrews 13.2. Excellent. Hebrews 13.2. Read it. Who has it? Each other as brothers. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. Wow. There you go. You could be an angel in disguise. Romans 8, 30... Thank you. Romans 8, 35 through 38. Absolutely nothing can separate us from the love of Christ, right? Nothing. you say, I know that I know that I know. I do. I know that I know. Right, I know that I know. It's because nothing, nothing. I mean, look at all that he put. He put all the principalities in there. He put all the spirit stuff. He put all that in there. Nothing can separate us because he's an authority. He's an authority over them. Okay, and so in in First Peter three that we're talking about nineteen through twenty. Okay, it tells us Jesus went to what we just read about in Jude. Okay, these disobedient spirits in prison and proclaimed victory on the cross to them. Just like Marilyn said, you you pray the blood of Jesus. There is the victory. Right? Why do you pray the blood of Jesus? It's the cross. Everything is about the cross. It always points to the cross. Paul said, I don't want to boast about anything about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Period. Right? Because without that, there would be nothing. We would have no chance to have a relationship with God the Father without Jesus Christ coming here and dying for our sins. Not at all. And so everything is about the cross. And so when He went and preached and proclaimed His victory over the cross over them, that's exactly what we do. As we walk through this. Guess what? You can try, you can do this, you can do this, but you know what? I have victory in Jesus because of the cross, because of the blood of Jesus, that I know him. And that takes me through the day, okay? And so what happens is, um, some people say, well, Margo, when you're studying this, Scripture interprets Scripture, Deb, all right? In Matthew 22, 30, it says that Jesus said angels neither marry nor are given in marriage. Oh, that looks like it shouldn't be it. You were talking about how they were married, etc. Okay, and he was also in Matthew twenty-two thirty speaking about the faithful angels, the ones that Mary was just talking about, the angels of God in heaven, the ones that messenger back and forth. He wasn't talking about the fallen angels. He wasn't talking about the rebellious ones. So that doesn't confuse the issue. That is not against what the Word of God says, okay? Scripture always interprets Scripture, okay? It will never lead you down another path. It will always show you the truth, okay? So, as I was studying this, I went to some extra-biblical apocrypha, apocrypha. And uh, there's a book called Enoch. You remember Enoch, right? Enoch? Remember Enoch? He was snatched out of here, right? Just whoop! Okay, snatched out of here. That's how we're going to be. That's the word for rapture. Just walking along. He was absolutely in so union intimacy with God that he never died and God just snatched him up. Ha! Me! I want to be that. Don't you want to be that? Please. Just walking along. Cool of the day. 
and you snatched up. Wow, that's Enoch. All right, now I want you to know that Enoch is not an inspired scripture. It still, as extra biblical, can contain accurate accounts. So I want you to hear this about this scripture. When you say it's not inspired, does that mean it's not God-breathed? Not- yes, that means that it did not go through the whole canon of scripture. Okay, and that's a whole nother, I have a whole study on the canon of scripture, if you'd like me to email it to you. Uh, or we can study it. The canon of scripture is which were inspired, which are not inspired, and how the fathers went on and on and on and on of the church age to be able to say this is and this isn't because it follows this, 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 this. In other words, it always points back to God, always points back to has all these incredible, so it's the canon of scripture. So, it doesn't does it have truth in it? Uh, yes. Is it inspired, breathed by the Holy Spirit? No. There's so a lot of it too is used to show all the Jewish rabbis. Very much so. And they really checked it out as historical and Josephus. Yep. I mean, so they yes. History wise, right. yes. Inspired Word of God, where as you read it, it reads you, right? As we you know. No. Good question. Enoch. It's called First Enoch. Okay, this is great. All right. And it came to pass that the children of men had multiplied that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters. And the angels, the children of heaven, saw and lusted after them and said to one another, Come, let us choose our wives from among the children of men and beget us children. They took unto themselves wives, and each chose for himself one, and they began to go unto them and to defile themselves with them, and they taught them charms and enchantments. And they became pregnant, and they bare great giants. And there arose much godlessness, and they committed fornication, and they were led astray and became corrupt in all their ways. In Genesis 6, I mean, Genesis 6, the, the, the big people, the giants of the world, okay? Uh, what was the name of them? Um, the, yeah, something like that. Yes, excellent, Deb. Yes, excellent. Okay? And so, these... Now, bear... Keep along with me here now, because they took wives for themselves. Now we're back into Genesis 6, they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose, okay? So we can deduce why Satan sent his angels to intermarry, whether directly or indirectly, with human women, okay? Because, listen carefully, Satan tried to pollute the genetic pool of mankind with satanic Corruption to put a genetic virus to make the human race unfit for bringing forth the Messiah from the seed of a woman. Aha! Bada bing, bada boom. Okay? From the seed of a woman, okay? The promised Messiah is in Genesis 3.15. Okay? Do you see how that happens? Do you see how the spiritual forces are are going at each other? Do you see, you know, I'm going to win. Ah, wah, wah. However, we know that we are on the winning team because it's done already. Okay? Quite frankly, like Joe Briscoe calls Satan, he's a toothless lion. He is, you know, wah, 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 and he can't do a thing because it's over. It's over. But he keeps trying. He keeps trying all of his best. Okay? And so... You know, when you see even then, even then, before Noah, right, what he try to do? Put a genetic virus, snuff it out. It, prophecy can't come true that it's going to come through a seed of a woman. 
right? Because it can't possibly come through a satanic. The Savior couldn't possibly be born of a demon-possessed mother, right? That's impossible, okay? So if Satan could succeed in infecting the entire human race, the deliverer couldn't come. But he didn't win, right? He didn't win, okay? However, he almost succeeded. He almost succeeded, okay? The race was so polluted before the flood. The race was so polluted that God found it necessary to wipe it out. Wow. He almost won. The race was so evil, was so polluted that God had to wipe it out and start again with one guy. And his sons. And his sons. And then to imprison the demons that did this so they could never, ever, 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 ever do it again. They could never do it again. How cool is that? See, when scripture interprets scripture, it's just you got to dig in a little deeper. Right? Instead of just reading through that and saying, oh, okay, well, I guess it's pretty bad. No, I mean, I remember that, you know. Uh, you know, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. And look at the purpose. Look at the purpose. Okay? So, um, we want, I want you to go to verses 3 and 4. So, uh, yes, hon. Genesis 6, 3 and 4, whoever has that. After. Because lust gives over to lust, okay? It's just the lust of the flesh. It's whatever it is. Whatever you want to do, and the flesh is, who can know it? It will, it will take itself to anything. So now, in verses 3 and 4, we have God's response to wickedness, okay? Who's got that? Genesis 6, 3 and 4. Mary, do? Okay. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with man forever, for he is mortal. His days will be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward when the sons of God went to the daughters of men and had children by them. They were the heroes of of old, men of renown. Okay. All right. This is God's response to this great wickedness. Okay? He always responds to this. You know this. Okay? If you're walking in sin, if you're walking in wickedness, He's going to respond to you. Because he loves you. Not because he wants to beat you up. He loves you. He wants to bring you back. Bring you back to the circle of blessing. Come on, come on, come on. He will always respond to you, okay? And he says, My spirit shall not strive with man forever. Okay? That's what he says, okay? So God didn't allow the human race to stay in this rebellious place forever. That's a hallelujah, right? That's a good thing, okay? This means there is... A point of no return. However, there is a point of no return in our rejection of God. Okay, are you following me? There is a point of no return in our rejection of God. Okay? God will not woo us forever. Okay? He will not woo us forever. There is a point where he will get and he will say, no more. No more. My spirit shall not strive with man forever. There will be a point where he says no more. And it's all the reason to say yes today. Because he says, today's a day of salvation. You want to say yes today. You want to respond to Jesus today instead of waiting, instead of waiting. Because we have no promise that God is going to continue to draw us some other day. when we continue to walk this way. 
Okay? And, and then he goes on to say, yet, yet his days will be 120 years. Okay? You guys, this is not the outside lifespan of time for man. This is not what that means. Okay? That doesn't mean they're going to live 120 years. Okay? What it means is, it's the time left until the judgment of the flood. Okay, read in the context of where we're reading. It means that it's the time left to the context of the judgment of the flood, and the flood happened 120 years after this announcement. Okay? Okay, you following? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. After the flood, yes. Back to that you're saying about grass or whatever. Yes. Is that where the will comes in? Because of course then I get thrown off because the whole Calvinism that's where your will comes in. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, Heidi. Absolutely. That's where it comes in. It's my spiritual not strive with man forever, okay? In other words, God did not allow the human race to stay in this rebellious place forever, okay? It means, however, that there is a point of no return. Okay? In other words, in our you know, in our rejection of God, we continue to, and that's the will of that's your will. You're made with the will. That's right. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He'll say no. That's why you accept him now. That's why when you feel the tug now, you accept him now. You accept him now. You accept him now. Now, he doesn't want anyone to perish, but to all to come to him. Okay? That is not his desire that, you know, hell was not made for you and I. It was made for the guys we were just talking about. Satan and all his minions. Okay? It's made for him. Okay? It's not made for us. But if we reject Jesus Christ after two gazillion, gazillion, gazillion times that he's revealed himself to you, he has nowhere else to go with you because he's a just God. You've rejected him. Well, rejection then, even though I have called you into myself more times than, you know, you, you know I mean, a gazillion times, all right, then, there's, then, you, then this is where you're resting, quote-unquote, places. This is where you've chosen. Not because I didn't call you. Not because I'm not the self-revealing God. Not because I didn't go after you a million times. It's because you rejected me. Okay? And so, and so it's 120. The flood happened 120 years after this announcement. Okay? And then Mary read there are giants. Okay? Don't you love this? This is like, isn't truth better than fiction? This is so fun. Right? There are giants on the earth in those days. Okay? All right, this refers, guys, to what? Unnatural, the unnatural offspring of the union between the sons of God and the daughters of men. Excellent, the daughters of men, okay? Though there were people, you know, of unusual size on the earth before and after the flood, these ones before the flood were unique, okay? They were unique because of the demonic element of their parentage. Following me? Demonic element of their parentage, okay? They, that's why they were called, they were mighty men of old, men of renown, because of their demonic parentage. Giants in the earth in those days, okay? So let's go, now keep, hold on to that, because now we go, need to go to verses six, or 5 through 8 so we can see what's happening, so we can continue to put it all together. So, there you have that, 5 through 8? Okay. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that every inclination and thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on earth, and his heart was filled with pain. 
So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and the animals and creatures that move along the ground and the birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. Mm. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Don't you love the buts in scripture, right? <laughs> but, thank you, Lord. Rescue again, rescue again, right? Okay, every intent of thought of the heart was only evil continually. Every intent of the heart of the thought was evil continually. Every, continually, only. Are you following me? There was no good thought ever. Ever. Demonic. Except for Noah. But Noah. That's right. But Noah found favor. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the... You guys know that one? Come on, it's an old spiritual. I love that one. I remember, do you guys remember there was this wonderful woman? Uh, she was at, with Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra singer. She was at Elric. Laura. Laura, Laura Snyder, beautiful African-American woman. And she would get these great big eyes. And she would say, Noah found faith in the eyes of the Lord. I'd be like, whoa, she rocked. Do you remember her? That's where I first heard it. That's, yeah, she used to sing it in, in Elmbrook, and she would just, and she'd sway, and she'd look in her eyes, and you'd be like, yeah, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah. And everybody's like, get up and dance. And, yeah. So clear thoughts in the minds, of, in the eyes, of the hearts of Noah and his family and their sons. Uh, they followed Noah. So they could not have been thinking, right? They could not have been demonic, right? They could not, because it's the demonic element where you can think nothing but always, okay? Because pure evil, right? Because we're made in God's image. So demonic means you have to continue to think evil at all times, okay? All right. Good, Heidi. Excellent. Okay. So. Yeah, right, right. That was it. Noah and the kids, right? Didn't ever mention the wife, but the wife made it there too. She wasn't perfect at all. Who? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. But he, he found, what is favor? Grace, right? Undeserved favor, right? Because he was doing the next right thing. Oh, yeah. Because, because sure. you know, like, this is a revelation to me that they were judged because of the sin of the angels. Yep. But then as soon as they were, everybody was wiped out, Ham again sinned. Oh, absolutely. And he did the same, I mean, God he did a sexual way our free will. No. He, he did the same sexual sin and yep. had to be cursed. Yep. Right after. Right after. You know, so right after. It's, Yeah. Yeah, what does that say about us? There definitely is no perfect. <laughs> no, thank you for bringing that up, Lynn. What, I mean, what does that say? I mean, not like even a couple of years. Right after. I mean, he's off the boat. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, God shut the door. He's saved. You can see that everybody's dying. All, you know, every all the animals, all the everything, everything's dying. Okay, because God was so grieved, and he had to start all over. And meanwhile, the second he gets out of the boat, it's like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. You know what? But that is, you guys, that's why you got to keep your eyes on the prize. You can't be even a micrometer askew. What our pastor said this last Sunday, and I am just sitting on it. What you value, right? What you pursue is what you value. 
What you pursue, is that what you value? Okay? I'm telling you, if you're not pursuing Jesus Christ with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you don't value. You don't. You take it for granted. You absolutely take it for granted. Okay? What you pursue is that which you value. Okay? And so, what, what we just read is the great wickedness of, of, of man and Noah's that day. Okay? So, they, every intent... Every intent, God knows the intent of your heart, right? Knows your thoughts before one of them comes to be, right? Okay, every intent of the thoughts of his heart was evil continually, okay? This says a whole lot, all right? It means that there was no aspect of man's nature that was not corrupted by sin. No aspect. None, okay? And then back to what Margie said. Full circle, Jesus said in Matthew 24, 37, as in the days of Noah... Okay, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man will be. Okay, there's the parallel. As in the days of Noah, okay? In other words, the conditions of the world before the coming of Jesus will be like the conditions of the world before the flood. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, you want him to come, and then here, what? This is what the conditions will be, all right? And what are those conditions, all right? Well, one. Genesis 6.1 says, read 6.1. Who's got it? Genesis 6.1. There's going to be... When men began to increase in number on the earth, okay. daughters were born to them. Exploding population. Okay? Exploding population. It, it just doesn't mean in the United States. Okay? Exploding. 6.1. Exploding population. Okay? All right? Is that happening, by the way? Yes. They just said it. Yeah. 7 billion. Exploding. I mean, we have, you know Thomas Samuels that came here for you, that met him, Dr. Thomas Samuel, it's a missionary in, um, in India. You guys, they can't even hardly stand and walk anymore in, in cities of India. I mean, if, do you realize that? They jostle into one another. It, just in walking. Okay, it, it, it's just exploding, okay? Um, uh, Genesis 6-2, what does that say? The sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, and they married any of them they chose. Okay, sexual perversion. Huh? Not that. That's not happening anywhere, is it? Please, sexual perversion. I mean, you guys, it's so evil with sexual perversion. I mean, you can't even listen to the news because it's R-rated. It's X-rated. It's it's awful. Sexual perversion. Okay, look at Genesis. well, 6-2 again, which brings up demonic activity. Demonic activity. Prevalent. Prevalent. Look at our movies. Look at our TV. Look at everything. It's prevalent. Wait, you guys, when I was growing up, okay, this is going to date me. I mean, you guys, the things that were on TV were, were mostly moral. You wanted to, you know, live like those people on TV. You wanted to have a father of Father Knows Best. You know, yeah, I know. I mean, the Waltons. I mean, absolutely. On on GMC, they're on too. I mean, um, uh, Dr. Quinn. All that stuff. You wanted to live that way. You wanted to help. You wanted to, you know, you wanted to be those people. Now. You don't even want to look at them. You, like Stuart Briscoe would say, you don't even want to invite those people who are on TV into your house. But meanwhile, you let that garbage sewer run through your house. You wouldn't even invite them over for dinner, and you let that sewer puke in your house. Right? It's, it's totally demonic activity. And then in Genesis 5, Mary, was it saying 5? Verse 5? Yeah. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, 
that every inclination and thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. Evil. Constant evil in man's heart. Constant evil in man's heart. I mean, how can that happen? What I shared with you about um, uh, one of our ladies um, from Thursday who had been a worship leader a couple years ago with David at, at retreat, Rebecca. Her daughter is at Oral Roberts University. And remember when I shared? And her daughter's friend who lives across the hall, that friend, a girlfriend, was walking with a boyfriend. They're from Keokuk, Iowa, on a Sunday night because there was nothing available at and campus, there's a little off campus, getting dinner and walking home through the park, and they are put on their knees and shot in the back of their head, execution style, for no other reason than evil. Because they could. Because they could. I'm just thinking, where were the angels of protection like that little boy had by the truck? They're sent for different purposes. So angels come and go for different purposes. So somehow, some way in God's economy, he saw that that would be for their good and his glory more than him saving them. Just like, you know, why does someone, you know, why did Oswald Chambers, who was writing, who was, you know, incre- incredible man of God, I've, written, I've read his biography, I've read, I mean, just continually everything about him, always sharing, uh, you know, he was the first of the YMCA, the first chaplain, I mean, he was always on mission trips, people coming to Christ all the time through him. Why did he die at like age 40, 37? You know, I mean, you would think, Lord, I mean, please, I mean, look what he's doing, okay? Because we're on the hindsight of that, okay? We look back and go, whoa, his wife took all of his writings, took everything that he had written, she compiled them and made my utmost for his highest, which is the number one most glorifying God uh, uh, devotional that's ever been written other than the Word of God. It's just so inspired, okay? And so on the other side, that's what God saw. He already saw the end from the beginning to beginning from the end, and that would glorify him. And so people are coming to Christ by the droves by Oswald Chambers. Way more than just Oswald Chambers walking through the earth. Do you, are you following? Yeah. This is his it's, his, it's his decision. We have to leave it with him. He has the decision. He, it's always for his glory and our good. Always. No matter what the circumstance. Genesis 6.11 now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. There you go. Widespread corruption and violence, okay? So in the days of Noah, uh, the conditions of the world before the flood are going to be like when the Son of Man comes back. Exploiting population, sexual perversion, demonic activity, constant evil in the heart of man, widespread corruption and violence. Okay. Any time, Lord. Look at the doctor who was the doctor for Michael Jackson, who thought, who thought that you know he's above, you know, being paid. He's above, he's above power. He's he's above this kind of stuff, right? That I mean, talk about corruption and violence, right? But I just I just like to say there is so much corruption. It's going to get worse. But God has so many Christian people coming to know Christ in different areas and yeah. places. Absolutely. Last night on TV. That um, after the job, however you say his name, that um, some of his advisors are Christians now, and just how God is putting isn't that huge? Oh, it's that huge. Brand? That's huge. I mean, that's, that's huge. Part of end times, oh. and it just like, that is you know, that God is part. Plugging yep. in all these people. Yep. We don't even you know see the sin, but. There's so many other things. Oh, I know. Oh, so much. So cool. uh, remember that. Because it's, I mean, it goes back to Romans 8. But at least, you know, right? That 
he's always at work. He's always behind the scenes, guys. Okay, this isn't a doom and gloom time. I'm just trying to share with you, this is what's going to happen. And so we need, to, we need to continue to know that nothing is going to separate us from the love of God. Nothing. In Genesis 6, it says the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, Yahweh, Jehovah, right? Personal name of God, was sorry that he had made man. And he was grieved in his heart. Mm. Feelings. You know, God has feelings. He has feelings. God's sorrow at man and the grief in his heart, that's striking to me. Isn't it? It's striking to me. It, it, it doesn't mean that creation was out of control. It doesn't mean that he was going, Oh, what can I... Whoa, yo, whoa now what? Oh, man, I really blew this. Foof, gave him a free will. What was I thinking? Right? No, that's not what that means. Okay? It doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean that creation was out of control. You know, nor does it mean that God, you know, hoped for something better but was unable to achieve it. Okay? That's, that's our thinking. That's not his thinking. Okay? God knew all along how things would turn out. He knew the end from the beginning to beginning from the end. He knew all along how it would turn out. And our text tells us loudly, tells us clearly, that as God sees his plan for the ages unfold, however, it affects him. It affects him. As he walks through, just like when Jesus was walking to the, to the, to the cross, it affected him. It affected him, okay? God is not unfeeling in the face of human sin and rebellion. Even now, even our personal human sin and rebellion. Okay, he's not unfeeling. We grieve him when we sin. We grieve him when we walk away. We grieve him when we say, oh, that isn't sin, and we just poo-poo it. We grieve him. We grieve him. And then the last verse when it says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Okay, well, God commanded that the earth be cleansed, right? Totally cleansed of this pollution. He found one man, one man that found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So he says, okay, I'm going to begin again. That gives me hope. That's it. Okay, I'm going to begin again. One man, just one man. That's it. We'll begin again. Let's begin again. And we are the begin again. Right? We're living in the begin again. Aren't you glad that he began again? He could have said, forget it. This human thing, you know what, isn't working. Forget it. He didn't. He began again. Okay, And when you get to heaven, you're going to run to Noah and say, thanks. Thanks for being faithful. Thanks for... He didn't earn God's grace. Noah didn't earn his grace. For what he did, he found God's grace because of who Noah was in Christ, in God, is righteousness. He was declared righteous because no one can earn grace. He desired God's grace. Absolutely he did. He desired, he desired his will, his way. No one can earn grace, but we can all find his grace. One of my favorite favorite verses is from Romans 5.20. It was tr- it's true then and it's true now. You know what it says? But where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Grace does much more abound. It just took one guy. 
who found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And he began it all again. Knowing full well, Lynn, what you said, that Ham would immediately sin. How sweet is that? I'm going to leave you with a question. Would he be able to begin again with you? If you were the only one? Would he be able to begin again with me? Right? I pray so. I pray he'd say, Michelle, she's the one. Found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Lent found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Emmy, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. It's worth it. Let's begin again. Let's begin again. Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much that you did begin again. We thank you that uh, Scripture interprets Scripture. We thank you that we can uh, just be absolutely following hard after you and you just continue to reveal yourself through Scripture because it's alive. It's alive. It's your Word. It speaks in and to us and through us. And so, Lord, I thank you that we can hang on even through the... Even through the like hard to understand we think areas God but but when we take the time and sit with you and and just be in your word and, and know and you take us to the to the portions of word that scripture interprets itself Lord God we praise you for that and how you reveal it to us and you give us clear understanding by the Holy Spirit that illuminates our mind and so we praise you for that Lord I thank you for that I thank you for uh, just just how you wanted to start again because you wanted relationship with us you created us for a relationship and we continually blow it and so God please forgive us please forgive us Jesus may we walk in that or stand in that grace that Peter ends his epistle with that we stand in that grace that we know that we know it's because of your grace because of your blood because of you declaring people righteous in the eyes of yourself, Lord, because of their obedience. Lord, we know that it all begins and ends with you. And so, Jesus, change our hearts once again. Just change us. May we live with such grateful hearts that we, you, we want to be the one that finds favor in the eyes of the Lord. We want to be it. We want to be the person that you could begin again with because we're living such upright lives in you. So Lord, work in and through us. Just let us be this sweet, sweet aroma to people around us coming to know you. May you just take it as yeast and it just goes throughout the planet, Lord God, until you come and get us or until you take us home. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for being the absolute self-revealing God that you want us to know you more in that intimacy. In Jesus' name, amen.